Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, it's Damian Barling reminding you to check out the Sacramento Kings podcast right here on the Hoopball Podcast Network for all of your Sacramento Kings news and notes you can follow me on twitter at damian barling and you can follow us at hoopball kings don't miss a single episode of the sacramento kings podcast right here on the hoopball podcast network the following is a hoopball presentation Ballers. Yeah, I know. That was a little less exciting of a time when Ira does it. But hey, I've got a sleeping five-month-old in the next room. So, bear with me on that, guys. But hey, welcome back to Today in Sports Betting. This is the newest edition of said podcast. It is about noon here on the eastern coast down in Atlanta. We are getting this down on a Thursday. And I am Devin Ellington at DALE007 on Twitter. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation, part of the Hoopball family. Hoopball Gaming on Twitter, at Hoopball Tweets, at Hoopball Fantasy. Hoopballers, I'm going to be doing this one solo today. Ira is indisposed at the moment, but hey, that's what happens from time to time. He's covered for me. I'm going to cover for him, and we're going to get you some good nuggets regardless. But even though he's not here on the podcast, you know he is very important into this show. Give him a follow at Ira Silver Magic on Twitter. Just because he's not here today doesn't mean he's not circumventing around Twitter. He is always, always busy on there looking for you guys to reach out to him. Got a fun, exciting show. Going to talk about the MLB card. We've got Thursday Night Football, Browns, Bengals. And I'm going to preview some more college football games. Some mid-major, lower-level guys that maybe we can find some awesome value on that not a lot of people are really looking at. We also got a playoff basketball game, game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. 
So I'm going to offer my takes and my digs and all that analysis on all those things that I just spoke about. But before I do, I've got to remind you guys that we are sponsored by mybookie.ag. Phenomenal sports book. They've taken good care of us, good care of just about everyone that's come through their uh, virtual doors, their internet doors, quote unquote. It's so easy to bet with them. When you win, you get paid. They take care of you with great deposit bonuses. And they've partnered with us with a phenomenal promo code, HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Enter that over at mybookie.ag. You're going to get a $10 MLB futures bet. Free money that you can take a pick or two, um, put a little pizza parlay together with. Just to talk a little bit about MLB, I'm hitting over 51% uh, this season, which this has been a weird year. Enough about me, though. This is about my bookie. Use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Get you that deposit bonus. You're going to get a 100% match with your initial deposit on top of that $10 free MLB bet. HOOPBALL is the promo code mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Without further ado, guys, I'm sure you are longing for some sports betting information. So what I'm going to do first, since we got some games starting real soon, probably within the next hour, we got a 110 Eastern uh, start time for the Boston Red Sox and the Miami Marlins. Nathan Ivaldi, the righty, with a 4.82 ERA going up against Jose Urena, making his second start of the year. Um, I'm sorry, third start of the year. 0-1 with a 7.71 ERA. He's got some inflated numbers, comparatively so, to his uh, career numbers as far as ERA and WHIP goes. If you listen to the podcast, I I talk a lot about ERA and WHIP, and um, there's a lot of other metrics to use, you know, BABPIB and uh, you know, all sorts, <laughs> FIB, fielding independent pitching. Um, it's That's why baseball's great. There's just so much stuff to talk about. Uh, just to point out, the over-under right now is at nine. I'm sorry, nine and a half. It opened at nine. It just went up a hook within the last 20 minutes. Um, Boston on the money line, minus 108. Miami, minus 110. Boston opened at plus 15, so lots of money flooding uh, in support of Nathan Eovaldi and the Sox today. Um, you know, as far as this game goes, the first game uh, on the slate, sometimes you wish for a little bit more excitement right off the bat. No pun intended, but definitely intended. Um, you know, there's some things to be said and to be had about this game. Boston batters specifically versus Jose Urania, they've not had too much success. Uh, granted, there is a small sample size, you know, five at-bats for most of the players, but Kevin Ploiecki has 11 at-bats. He's got a 182 average against Urania. There's only been two RBIs hit against Urania between these active Boston bats that are going to be in the lineup today. Um, and on... Zero home runs. He's, he's allowed zero home runs against these Boston bats. Not a lot of exposure with the Miami bats versus Nathan Eovaldi. Matt Joyce, who's been in the league for, I don't know, what, like 15, 16 years? 
he's got the highest number of at-bats against Yavaldi, and that's eight at-bats. He hits 375 against him. No homers, no ribbies, so probably a lot of singles and doubles. Um, I want to say the overs in play here. It's where I, you know, initially started leaning, but I got, you know, I, I dug into Jose Urania a little bit. He's gotten roughed up. He, 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 you know, he went out there against Atlanta and they put up a lot of runs as they have done a lot of times this year. Then his next start, he went up against Philly, which again, um, they were fully healthy that game. Uh, JT Real Muto since then has been injured. Reese Hoskins is out of their lineup currently. So, I mean, he he faced a full-force Atlanta team and Philly team. Not not an excuse. Like, if you want to be a good pitcher in the majors, you got to get the good guys out. But what I'm saying is I think we could possibly see some positive regression here. We got some pitchers that have had capable starts. Nathan Eovaldi, you know, he's struck out nine guys a couple times this year, if memory serves me right. So. You know, it, it's not a control issue with these guys. You know, the, they, they also have pretty low whips, you know, compared to the league average, you know, for their career numbers. I want to lean after a second look. I, I do want to kind of lean me under here. And I say kind of, you know, I, I just, I'm approaching with caution because we are talking about this Boston bullpen. So maybe, maybe we should consider a first five under. But I'm a little gun shy about the first five unders right now. I lost two of them yesterday. I think I've been investing too much into the first five bets. So as of right now, guys, personally, I will not be playing this game. But if I had to do something, I'm maybe, maybe looking at the under. Like I said, first glance, I was looking at the over, but then I dug into the pitcher's, you know, stats a little bit more, kind of what they've been doing. And, um, you know, it just it kind of turned me off of the over, so to say. But moving on, Minnesota, Chicago White Sox wrapping up a series. Kenta Maeda on the mound for the Twins. 2.43 ERA. Renato Lopez with his 5.52 ERA. And he's a righty, so we got a righty-on-righty matchup. And Kenta Maeda, man, people thought he was going to just kind of falter after joining this Minnesota rotation, but he's 5-1 and one on the year. His whip is completely just – it's low. <laughs> he's looked so good this year. Um, I thought he was probably going to regress uh, as far as his career means go, but he's done quite the opposite. Now, Ronaldo Lopez, he's he's probably one of the more weaker parts of this Chicago White Sox rotation. So I um, took the first five under two games in a row in this series, and I split them. And as I talked about a couple days ago with Iron, what you guys might have retained is the fact that these two teams, as far as first five offense and first five defense, are both top five in both measures. So I... I'm going to look at possibly playing a first five over this time because of Ronaldo Lopez. He's, he just, he has a hard time getting settled in, you know, from time to time and, you know, he can get attacked and he can get hit early. Um, the one thing about the first five under that gives me pause is how good Minnesota's pitching is in the first five innings and how little runs they give up. 
So I might pivot off the first five, and then I might just focus on Minnesota Twins first five team total over two and a half. You're getting it at minus 110. The first five under is five, over under is five. Um, if you look at the over, if you look at the over for the first five, you're getting even money. Um, but, you know, I'm just not sure if the White Sox are going to be able to score quick and early against Kenta Maeda. I, I just, I'm not sure about that. As far as, you know, some splits and, you know, some history with the White Sox batters, Kenta Maeda, you know, Gerard Dyson, you know, he's, he might be in the lineup today, but he's the, he's the one that has the most at bats against him. And that's 12. The rest of these guys have two, one, three, Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu have five and four respectively, but they're hitting a fat zero on the average, no homers, no ribbies. Um, so not a ton of exposure for these White Sox bats against a very dominant pitcher. Now, here's something else I really like to support my Minnesota Twins first five over two and a half, and possibly the first five over. So the Minnesota batters versus Lopez, they have exposure, and they have done pretty well against them. Specifically, Jake Cave and Nelson Cruz, both with 11 at-bats, both hitting 455. Jake Cave with two home runs off of Lopez. Nelson Cruz, Nelly, he has one. And then respectively, you know, Jake Cave, five RBIs. Nelly, four RBIs. Um, Max Kepler has 20 at-bats against this guy. Eddie Rosario, 18 at-bats. So, I mean, there is exposure. Um, there are home runs but between these bats that have been hit off of Lopez. I mean, guys like Ahire Adrianza, seven at-bats, hitting 286. He's got a dinger and a couple ribbies. Anyways, I'm not going to be too long-winded on that. This is going to be a really fun game to watch if you're a baseball fan. Competitive. Very, very competitive. First place is on the line. If Minnesota wins, um, they're going to be even in the win column with the White Sox. Um, and, guys, believe it or not, the MLB regular season is, uh, I think, 17 games until completion. It's, um, it's been fast. It's been furious. It's been fun. It's been crazy, to say the least. And um, I'm just glad that you guys have been along with this ride with us. So, uh, moving on, we're going to talk about the next game on the slate, and that is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Angels. So yesterday I faded, or didn't fade, but I, I just, you know, I didn't play this game because of uh, the guys on the mound. You know, we talked about Bundy coming from Baltimore to L.A., and, uh, and I wasn't going to play the over, and of course the over hit, but I was 0-2 with taking the over with Bundy on the mound. So, you know, I will take that. I will take not playing a bet just because, you know, I, I don't want to play something without having a good amount of conviction in it. You know, you've got to have conviction in what you, what you bet on and you, you've got, you've got to find the value. 
conviction and value, I think, are two big things with sports betting. Um, but two games in a row in this series has gone over the total. I've harped and harped and harped about the Arizona bullpen being one of the worst in the majors. L.A. is right there with them. We have a line set at over 10 and a half, or I'm sorry, at 10 for the total. Arizona plus 140 dogs on the money line. They won last night. Uh, minus 161 for the Angels. Ira talked about it yesterday. It's just hard to back the Angels in a, such a big favorite spot. They don't, they're, 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 they're not a good team <laughs> to be nice about it and blunt at the same time. But take a look at the bullpen numbers if you get bored at some day or sometime in the day. I mean, it's just. It's astronomical. Um, you know, it. I, I follow the steam from time to time if my data backs it up. You know, if I see something I like and the steam's going that way, you know, this game opened at nine and a half. I will say I've got no opinion on the side. I do like the over because I'm getting uh, plus money, even money at over 10. I think that's a pretty good bargain with two of these two of the teams that you know have gone um, over quite a lot um, this year. The Angels specifically, the <laughs> it's nineteen five and one to the over with one push at home. So they're twenty nine sixteen on the year as far as that goes. And if if something else arises that I like as far as value here. I think it might be the, hmm, now I'm second guessing myself because I don't like the juice. I was going to say Arizona plus one and a half minus 135. I mean, they've competed head to head with the angels in the first two games of this series. Um, the angels put a crooked number up the Diamondbacks answered. So not a game that I should probably get long winded on. Lean to the over. I like that even money. If you can get that plus money out there, I would I would take a stab at it. So, uh, next game we've got the San Francisco Giants and the Seattle Mariners. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this game, guys. I'm going to go ahead and just say that because I talked about it yesterday. The game got pushed from two days ago, so now we're just seeing a ripple effect within the series. It's divisional, um, and you know, I don't want to, or it's not divisional, it's interleague. Uh, I don't want to, like I said, baseball players are creatures of habit. This is still a weird game because, you know, it's it's off scheduled a little bit. So let's go ahead and pass on this one. If you find something you like in it, great. You know, tech, you know shoot something out me on Twitter. Let me know if you find a cool number, a stat, or, you know, anything, an angle that you think, you know, might, hit so um and if you do that and the bet hits let's go ahead and get you a shout out on the show on the next episode and then maybe uh maybe Devin will you know get you set up with my bookie account or something we'll we'll figure that out yeah so we're gonna have a couple double headers today the first one is Tampa Bay and Baltimore um Blake Snell on the mound with his 3.23 ERA and then for Baltimore, we've got uh, Dean Krimmer 
and you know, to be honest, right off the bat, man, I keep doing that. I promise guys, it's not on purpose. Um, Dean Kramer, I really don't know too, too much about this kid. He is one and oh, sub two ERA 1.6. Um, again, seven in a game, seven in a game. This is a part of the double headers thing with the COVID 2020 season. Um, you know, just to give you a little more insight on this Dean Kramer kid, he's making his second start. I think he's probably going to get roughed up here. These Tampa Bay bats need to wake up, especially, especially with the Yankees bats waking up as of the last couple days. They, they, they've got to stay hot. You know, they, they, they've got to compete um, against those Yankees bats because I think Tampa Bay is in a great spot to take the division, but you can never count the Yankees out 17 games left. They're starting to get a little healthy. And I think Tampa Bay is going to realize that. And speaking of the Yankees, the two starts that this kid has, he's pitched against the Yankees. He went six innings, five innings and his first start against him. He gave up one hit, one and around, three walks, seven strikeouts. He had seven strikeouts against the Yankees um, both times out. Granted, they were probably a little banged up at the time. I believe, you know, Ursa was out, maybe uh, Giancarlo Stanton. So, you know, if I'm going to take a stab at anything here in this first five, or I'm sorry, this first uh, seven-inning game of the doubleheader, um, I'm probably looking at just backing Tampa Bay because, but on the run line, um, man, never mind. Because Baltimore is really good against the spread. They're 31 and 17 in the year and at home 15 and 11. So with that being said, I'm just going to backtrack because you can do that. You don't want to just lock something in because that that's the first thing you saw you're allowed to backtrack and find different value um so much money is coming in on the orioles on the money line as well as the spread um a lot of sharp action 94 percent of the money um you're getting plus one and a half on the run line minus 115 for baltimore i think i like that a decent amount one thing that's going to give me pause is Jose Iglesias. He is questionable. Their shortstop who hits 423 against left-handed pitching. Um, and we talked about the Orioles bats a couple days ago and pretty recently, but they've got many, many guys that just have phenomenal OPS and average against left-handed pitching. So let me find you a team total uh, for the Orioles and um, two. It's two. It's two. I know it's a seven-inning game and Blake Snell's on the mound, but he's a lefty. He's a good lefty, but 3.23 ERA, I mean, that's higher than two. So if anything, I'm going to lean uh, Orioles team total over and then possibly sprinkle something on the run line for them. All right. Next, we are going to talk about those Yankees that I just spent just about that whole time of that game talking about um, Toronto against New York, Toronto starting to fade. You know, they were exciting. 
um, new team in that Eastern division that, you know, we're giving some people a run for their money, but they've kind of just went belly up against the Yankees here, allowing 20 runs in the first game, allowing six in the first five innings yesterday. If you listen to the podcast, you heard me give that lopsided unit profit margin as well as the ROI percentage for these two teams as far as covering in the first five. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go right back to it. Mashiro Tanaka is pitching for the Yankees. He's a righty, 2-2, two two, 3.16 ERA. Chase Anderson, he's going to get chased. Uh, 0-1, 5.81 ERA. Go ahead and give me the Yankees' first five to cover. It's at minus 150, so less juice than the minus 175 it was yesterday. And I like that a lot because, again, if you didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, the Yankees are the second best team in the majors as far as covering the spread in the first five innings. And to break down those numbers again for you, the Yankees are, and this was as of yesterday, I'm not sure what they would be today, but yesterday plus 20.82 units and then a 10.01 ROI percentage return on investment for all you uh, market people out there. Um, Toronto, dead last in the league. Minus 34.67. So after yesterday, probably minus 35, 36-ish units with a minus 19.58 ROI percentage. That's rough. Unless you're going to bet on the Yankees. And then that's awesome, which is what I'm doing. I'm going to go ahead and bet on the Yankees' first five to cover the spread because those numbers are just hard to ignore. Chalk this up. So, let's talk about another game. We've got St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Got a divisional matchup here. Dakota Hudson on the mound for the Cardinals. With his right-handed approach, he has a 2.92 ERA. He's going to be going against the lefty of Stephen Brault with his 5.06 ERA. And I'll just go ahead and come out and say this. I'm really disappointed in Steven Brault. He was actually the pitcher in that Pirates rotation I was looking forward to this year. He's a powerful pitcher. He's been dominant in starts in the past, but he's 0-3. He's got no decisions sprinkled in there. 5.06 ERA. Dakota Hudson, he's got a 2.92 ERA. He's 3-2. You know, early money, early money is on the Pirates. 73% of the bet percentage on the Cardinals, on the money line, uh, but 56% of the money. Maybe there's some value at that plus 140. I'm not laying minus 160 with the Cardinals. That's just not going to happen. And um, my apologies with the office phone, but sometimes that happens. We're going to just roll through it. Um, Like I said, 56% of the money for Pittsburgh. Um, And a couple of guys are questionable. Uh, we got the right fielder, Dean, as well as Colton Wong, second baseman for the Cardinals. Uh, Dean is out indefinitely. Colton Wong has some left side discomfort going on, so he's going to be um, questionable. Uh, he's, he's important for that team as far as defensive and uh, clutch hitting goes. Um, not a huge team upgrade against lefties, so that kind of gives me a little pause to, you know, to – um, support the Cardinals also. Uh, 
two guys that absolutely rake against lefties. So if you want my humble DFS take for like a two-person stack out of this game, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, his average boosts from a 310 all the way up to a 333. And his 936 OPS is pretty impressive. And then you drop down to the middle of the lineup with Harrison Bader. And he is hitting 438 against lefties. 438 and a 752 OPS. And then Tommy Edmond, 385, up from his 265 average. So a little two, three-man mini stack there, perhaps. If you want someone to go yard today, I'm maybe looking at Goldschmidt because he loves hitting lefties, and he has a smooth swing. I tell you what, he carries it through the zone, swooping motion. It's pretty beautiful. He loves power pitchers. Brault's a power pitcher. Um, and even if he does leave an off-speed pitch hanging, don't, don't put it past Goldschmidt to just go ahead and punish him for it. Now, moving on to this next game. We got another divisional game here. Mets, Phillies, and, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this game because these bullpens are so volatile. Got Seth Lugo, 2-3 and three, with a 2.63 ERA. Aaron Nola... 5-3, and 2.40 ERA. So we have some really capable pictures here. I love Seth Lugo. They're both going to be pitching from the right side. So there's that. As we saw yesterday, two of the best pitchers in the majors went at it, and this game still went over. These bullpens are just terrible. They're terrible. The hitting splits, though, if you want to take a team total over, I'm not going to be mad at you, but I would be mad if you didn't take the Mets team total over. Just for the simple fact they have multiple guys hitting over 340. They've got multiple guys hitting over 350 against uh, right-handed pitching. High OPS. The lowest OPS on this team is a 665 uh, in this projected lineup. And that's Wilson Ramos, a catcher. So um, the Phillies, you know, they're still without JT Real Muto. Reese Hoskins is out. Now they're down uh, Kevin Garlick, you know. That kid, you know, with, with them being down some guys, he's a good utility kid, utility player. Jake Marisnik, another, you know, outfielder that can plug and play in certain spots for them if need be. He's questionable. So the Phillies are, you know, they're down right now. Uh, some guys and some depth and uh, check this out 62% of the bet percentage on Philadelphia money percentage wise 76% on the Mets and the Mets are plus 110 on the money line over under set at seven and a half and then minus 120 to 125 depending where you shop um, on Philadelphia like I said I'm looking at that Mets team total it's at three and a half minus one ten, locking it in right now. I'm going to go ahead and put two units on it as we speak. Done. I like that. I like it. And you know what? Give me the Mets money line. I'm just going to put a unit on it. So that's how I'm feeling about that game. Nothing like putting some bets in as you talk about it so your listeners know that you have conviction. See what I did there? See? All right, so let's talk about the next game. We've got the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, Jordan Lyles, Framble Valdez, 
a righty versus lefty matchup. Jordan Lyles, the righty, 7.81 ERA. Astros and Valdez has a he has a three and three record, 4.0 ERA. And to be honest, hootballers, new and old. <laughs> I um I haven't done a ton of research on this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna try to sell you, you know, spoiled goods. So if you find value, again, you know, I'm I'm simply doing this because I love sports betting and I eventually will be in this industry. I mean, this is this is what I love. I'm not gonna come out here and tout and Vegas David and, you know, talk about well picks and this and that and try to sell you on every single game or whatever, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's not the way to do it. You know, it, you, you find value, you stay away from invaluable situations. You know, it's, that's just the way smart bettors tend to win money. So I'm staying away from this one. I do like Framble Valdez, the Rangers, they're a, they're an atrocious, hot mess. I, I, they have so many young guys throughout this lineup. I like what they're looking like in the next year or two. But, um, you know, if anything, if I can offer you anything at all, let me tell you about the umpire. Tom Woodring. The home money line record's 4-4. Four and four. I'm not saying I'm backing the Rangers. I actually think the Astros are going to, you know, probably win this game by two, three runs. But uh, the under has a 2-6 and six record. So maybe, maybe take a peek at the over, you know, it's at nine minus one Oh five money line for the Rangers plus 200. If that's your thing, Houston, uh, minus one and a half on the run line. And that's, um, that is at minus one fifteen. So, you know, there, we got some value, you know, you got to find the value. You've got to have conviction moving on. Cleveland and Detroit. I love when this guy pitches because he's just, oh man, he's good. Shane Bieber, that is. And this will be the first time I've ever said this in my life. And probably not the last because I love Shane Bieber. But I've got Bieber fever, guys. I do. I've never said it once before in my life. Judge me if you want. Whatever. But this guy, this guy, he is striking so many guys out. He's going against Casey Mize, rookie out of Auburn, uh, the Detroit Tigers' top pick. He was a top five pick in this last year's draft. 0-1, 5.85 ERA. And if you remember right, Casey Mize's last start, he took a no-hitter into the sixth or the seventh. So... Detroit just couldn't help him out. Minus 290 on the money line favorites for the Indians, plus 240 for the Tigers, over under set at seven and a half, shaded to the under at minus 115, obviously with Bieber on the mound and the Detroit Tigers anemic offense. They hardly score runs in the first five, the Tigers. And the Indians, first five under with Shane Bieber on the mound, 8 0 on the year. So guess where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. First five under four. First five under four. We just got to hope that Casey Mize can look sharp for, you know, three and two-thirds innings 
And uh, hopefully these Cleveland bats do not get to him. I'm worried because he took that no-hitter into the sixth to the seventh. I've talked about the numbers historically about pitchers that come off of a no-hitter in their next start and how it's rough. But I'm not sure as far as pitchers who take a no-hitter into the sixth or the seventh and what they do with their next start. If you find that information, or if I find it, we'll share it with each other. Sound good? I thought so. So, yeah, give me the under four. Uh, Detroit Tigers don't score runs in the first five. And like I said, that first five under with Shane Bieber on the mound is an undefeated 8-0. and He is phenomenal. If you're lucky and you get a strikeout prop of 8.5, hammer the over. Hammer the over. Um. Let's go ahead and move on. We got a couple more baseball games here, then we'll jump into some other stuff. We will diversify our portfolio. We're going to talk about the second game of the Tampa Bay Baltimore doubleheader. Not too much to talk about. No probable pitchers posted yet. So actually, let's go ahead and bypass this game for now. If you're interested in it and you want to know something about it, um, DM me. Send me a tweet at DALE007 at Hootball Gaming. And if, you know, you want something on it, I'll, I'll offer an analysis. But you can't take any of these numbers that are posted right now seriously just because there's no probable pitchers. All right, let's wrap up the MLB. Um, this last game, and I, I tweeted out, a graphic from Wager Talk and um, Ralph Michaels specifically um, today. And that was a graph. It was a metric showing the Rockies. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Versus left-handed pitchers. Um, And their splits against right-handed pitchers. And, you know, it's, it's a little different. You know, they, and I, I've been talking mad crap about this Rockies team lately that's just been faltering um 
but here, here's this, you know, rock, the Rockies with a strong right versus lefty dichotomy. Colorado's only 11 and 22 versus righties on the year, but they're 10 and four versus lefty starters, including one and zero against the Dodgers. So with that being said, they're plus 140 on the money line. Dodgers are minus 160. Over under set at 11 and a half, shaded to the over at minus 115. And the run line is plus one and a half at even money for the Rockies. I like way too much in this game for it being in Coors Field to make me feel super comfortable about it. So at first glance, I'm just kind of like, er, I don't know. But Jock Peterson is out. Questionable is EJ Pollock, who EJ Pollock is actually the lefty killer for this lineup, along with Will Smith, um, the catcher. AJ Pollock is, like I said, questionable with that hamstring cramp. Um, if he's out, then I definitely, definitely like the Rockies in this spot a whole lot more. The first two games of this series have gone under the total at Coors Field. I know, it's crazy. Kyle Freeland, he's actually, and I've said this about a couple of Rockies pitchers now that, that I realize, you know, but for some reason, a few of these guys can just pitch at home. Julio Urias is going to be on the mound for the Dodgers. He's 3-0, 3.53. But the guy, you know, he, he's older. He, he's a control pitcher. He just kind of gets through what he can and what he does. He doesn't do anything fancy. He doesn't strike a lot of guys out. So, you know, look for him to maybe falter in the first few innings, um, especially when the guys like Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, get up there. They see lefties. Matt Kemp hits 302 um, against lefties. Charlie Blackman's hitting 444 against lefties. Look for him to maybe go yard today. I, I hit my shot with uh, Salvi, Salvador Perez, um, a couple nights ago. Didn't give a dinger call yesterday, but I'm, uh, I'm taking two stabs today. Give me uh, Goldschmidt against Baralt and Blackman against either, you know, Urias or this, you know, Dodgers pitching lineup. Not to mention, you got Kevin Pillar hitting 375 against lefties. Ramel Tapia, their right fielder, 412. So what I'm going to look at is a team total over of five. As a slight, 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 just freshly opened, truly lean. I was hoping it was going to be four, four and a half. Um, and then I want to see, here we go, first five under six and a half. I, um, I like that. I do like that. Like I said, the two games in the series have gone under. Dodgers are going to be without a couple of bats. And um, give me the first five under. I, that even money at under 11 and a half I think is – pretty decent value um i want to go with it but the chances of three games going under the total in a row at Coors Field just yeah especially with uh these offenses you know it's that's a little scary for me but like i said i'm looking to back the uh rockies tonight Probably going to do it 
with the run line plus one and a half at even money versus taking that plus 140 on the money line. Or, hey, here's an idea. Just for fun, play both. Maybe do a small little pizza parlay, including both. Win yourself a good chunk of, you know, plus money. I think that I'm pretty sure the Rockies are going to win tonight. I just, they hit lefties too well. Um, Four mile per hour win. So that gives me a little bit more pause uh, again for the full game under, but I do like the uh, first five under. All right. So that wraps up the MLB slate. So before I move on, we are so fortunate here at Hootball. I don't even have, I, I, I don't just have one sponsor. We have two. I talked about mybookie.ag at the top of the hour, but I also talked, or also need to talk, pardon me, need to talk about Manscaped. Because the fact of the matter is, they take care of us as a great sponsor. I love their product. Ira does. You've heard him talk about it. You've heard me talk about it. And get this. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping off of your order. You use HoopBall20. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 HoopBall20. Manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 3.0 just came out. New and improved. New and improved. Full electric. Fully waterproof. Smooth gliding razor. It's phenomenal. Because like Ira says, where else are you going to do it other than the shower? Guys, get your lawn mowed. Use lawn or use promo code HoopBall20 to get your 20% off and free shipping on your lawn mower uh, 3.0. All right. This is it, guys. We're going to talk about some football. Let's talk about some football. I love football. I think a lot of people do. That's a, that's a safe assumption. Not to completely just keep dipping into the episode from yesterday, but there were some good nuggets. And if you didn't listen, well, that, that kind of bums me out. But, you know, we'll, we'll live with it. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We will. I gave out some information about teams that lost week one by 10 or more points. One of those teams were the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Steamers, thanks to OBJ. And that number was astronomical. Teams that bounce back in week two after losing by 10 plus points in week one, come back and cover in week two at a 62.5% clip. And just a refresher, the teams that um, lost in that week one position, the Texans, the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Eagles, the Browns, the Bucks, and the Giants. I'm not telling you to take a second mortgage out on all those teams and do a crazy parlay, but 62% is 
And I think a good spot tonight is going to be the under. The Browns aren't one of the teams I'm going to back in this metric. I know. All that fluff and that excitement to just not even use my own metric. Not my own metric, but, you know, the numbers of which the NFL teams have provided me. Um, I've already played the under here. I like the under. Uh, it's dropped a little bit. It's a Thursday night game. Thursday night game after week one. Divisional game. Cincinnati and uh, Los Angeles combined for 29 points in their week one game. So Cincinnati's front seven's been building for a while now. They have veteran guys on that lineup. They have some pretty decent linebackers. They got aggressive cornerbacks. And Baker Mayfield with behind that still terrible Cleveland Browns line. I say he's going to get sacked, I, you know, two, three times tonight at least. Probably going to see like ten hurries. Um, no opinion on the side. I'm just excited to watch Joe Burrow um, and, you know, the plethora of weapons that the Bengals seem to quietly have acquired. I do have some anytime touchdown props if you guys are interested, which that was a rhetorical question because I can't hear you right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and give them to you without your opinion or your say-so. I went ahead and went uh, A.J. Green to score a touchdown at any time plus 165. He should have had two scores in week one. Joe Burrow overthrew him twice in the end zone. Um, And then, well, the – push off quote unquote in the cor- the right corner of the end zone uh, that would have won the game for the Bengals. Then um, another, you know, it's not a touchdown score bet, but CJ Ozema over two and a half catches over 24 and a half yards. Give that to me all day. This guy, as we know, Joe Burrow is a rookie and there's one thing that connects rookie quarterbacks always. And that's the fact that they like their tight ends. It's a check down. Uzuma, I'm looking at four catches, 40 yards at least. Just looking for a big body possession guy to keep drives going. That's, I mean, that's what rookie quarterbacks are going to do. Joe Burrow is smart. He can get out of the pocket. He's good at throwing on the run. So if he gets out, he sees Uzuma release in front of him a couple times. You know, those could be good for 10-yard gains there. He could hit his total in the first series, I think. Um, He has a good chance to because they're going to look to get Joe Burrow in and established, try to get the run game going with Joe Mixon, uh, set up some play action, dump it off to Uzuma. I'm thinking Uzuma is going to get at least three targets within the first two drives. We'll see, though. We'll see. I'm not Nostradamus. So, that handles the Thursday night football. But we can talk about some more football. We will talk about some more football. Because, as you know, I love college football. I love small schools. I love college football. But... We'll hold off on the college football. Let's do NFL first. I've got a couple other games I want to break down. Naira and I started our preview yesterday, but 
I want to continue it because there are some games that I like. Yesterday, we talked about the um, Falcons and the Cowboys. Ira's really high on Minnesota. And then, you know, me being who I am, liking football and making ridiculous bets sometimes. Um, I'm looking at a couple different spots here, all right? So I like Philadelphia at home as the dog against the Rams. You know, the Rams traveling to Philadelphia, they are, you know, coming back from that 10 plus point loss. See what I did there? 62 and a half percent number that I gave out, you know, six, seven or so minutes ago. Home dog getting a point. It opened at three and a half, but that's okay. I'm not worried about the points because I like Philadelphia to just go ahead and win this thing outright. They're plus 105 on the money line. Then the over-under set at 45 and a half. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that. Maybe leaning under because, well, the Rams just combined for 27 points with the Cowboys. The Eagles have a decent front seven to push around that offensive line of the Rams, that aging offensive line. As great as Andrew Whitworth is, he's old. Jared Goff isn't essentially is he's not exactly nimble-footed. He can get sacked. The run game of the Rams last week was what they wanted to do. They ran the most they had since 2018 based off of play percentage and offensive snap value. I'm also looking at Carson Wentz getting sacked a ton again, especially with Aaron Donald right there. Aaron Donald on the inside. I mean, the guy's just an animal. We saw the Washington Redskins. Oh, the Washington football team. I'm sorry, guys. That's going to take some time. Um, And if I do say it, it's not anything towards Native Americans. Please, please, please do not take it as that. It it, it is a slip-up, okay? Um, the Washington football team sacked Carson Wentz. Oh man, what was it? Was it seven or 10 times? Two completely different numbers. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was enough that to where the Washington football team became the first team to have five first round draft picks record at least a half sack each in a football game. Five first-round picks that the team drafted, not, you know, acquired and whatever. No, no, Washington football team, they drafted five guys. And the first time in the NFL history that a team had five first-round picks record at least a half sack each. Look for Aaron Donald to get two sacks. But I like the Eagles at home to go ahead and win and cover that plus one. Um, Now, let's go ahead and move on to another game involving the flip side of the the 62.5% 
cover clip that I just talked about, teams losing by 10-plus points. On the flip side, the winners, the winners of 10-plus points the next week cover at a significantly less clip because of inflated numbers, inflated lines based off week one perception, you know? And this is where I'm rolling. It's a lot of points, but it's where I'm rolling. Teams that won by 10 or more points last week, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Patriots, Washington, the Ravens, the Saints, and the Steelers. I like Denver plus seven and a half. Call me crazy, but we saw their defense, you know, stifle Derrick Henry. They didn't fall for the play action that Tannehill and that offensive coordinator in Tennessee has become so dynamic with. And James Conner's banged up. Don't get me wrong, Benny Snell. I love him. He was awesome in Kentucky, at Kentucky in college. But um, give me the Broncos plus seven and a half to cover against the Steelers, who are a team that won by 10 or more points in week one. And I also am kind of checking out the under. You know, it's already dropped a little bit as far as the steam goes. It opened um, at 43. It's at 41 and a half now. But, it, you know, the Steelers' defense looked pretty decent. Allowed a late score to allow the Giants to get to 20 points at the end of the game. But throughout the game, they, you know, Saquon Barkley had, you know, one two big plays, but they were in the backfield a lot. And the Broncos front seven, underrated. They got Simmons in the backfield also. And Justin Simmons, not backfield, because that's offense. They got Justin Simmons on the back end of the defense in that cornerback group, who that kid is phenomenal. I love him. So look at the under as my two truly lean, moving on up in my lean aggressiveness but give me the Denver Broncos plus seven and a half that's a couple of the games that I wanted to preview myself today moving on moving on but before I do before I move on to I'm gonna I'm gonna preview a couple college games here but before I do let's give another shout out to mybookie.ag just because me placing my bets wouldn't be possible without them. I mean, it could be, but like it wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be as good. Like I said at the top of the show, mybookie.ag, phenomenal sponsorship here with us. Hopefully long-term. They, they've taken good care of us. I hope we've taken good care of them, getting super awesome listeners to sign up and use our promo code HOOPBALL. Again, you're going to get that $10 MLB free money to do with it what you will. Um, my um, unit profit share this year in baseballs, I, you know, I'm, I'm at uh, plus 21 units, somewhere around there for baseball. Take some of my plays from today. Tell me, use hoop ball. It's free money. And you get a 100% initial deposit bonus. 
You bet, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Tell them the guys at HoopBall sent you. Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E, at Iris Silver Magic, at HoopBall Gaming, specifically, specifically. They'll take care of you, I promise. I promise. Now, let's talk about... Drum roll. The University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles versus Louisiana Tech University Bulldogs. It is a Conference USA matchup and one of my favorite games this week. Southern Miss, they did pretty terrible in week one. They lost, or almost lost, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They did lose to Southern Alabama. Um, they, they got worked. Um, so what are some bright sides that we could take out of that loss against Southern Alabama? Well, quarterback Jack Abraham threw for 314 yards. But Southern Alabama didn't really allow the ground game to get going at all for Southern Miss. As far as what these teams are returning, Louisiana Tech's going to be lacking on defense. But they have two guys specifically still on that defensive line that posted for a combined 19 tackles for loss last season. And these guys are just as good as they were last year. Um, Milton Williams, he's a junior, 6'4", 271, defensive end. Then you've got the senior and Willie Baker on that defensive line also. Southern Alabama was living in the backfield um, last week against Southern Miss. And, you know, Louisiana Tech's in a weird spot because they had a rough run to get their season going. It was postponed and canceled games and COVID concerns. And, um, but as bad as the things were for Louisiana Tech and, you know, the Bulldog program, it, you know, didn't start like Southern Miss's season and losing their first game to a less, you know, a, you know, sorry, Jaguars, you know, an inferior foe. But, um, the most important thing to note about this is they got rolled at home and they were, they looked miserable and out of gas by the third quarter. Couldn't get the running game going. Like I said, and then get this after the game, Jay Hobson resigns their head coach. So now they have a new head coach, Southern Miss going up against this Louisiana tech team. Now Louisiana tech's returning a decent amount of guys on offense, nine offensive starters to be, um, specific a new quarterback but they are returning Justin Henderson and their main running back in the backfield um and he you know had 16 touchdowns and uh 1062 yards last year you've got a trio of wide receivers that just catch the ball you've got Adrian Hardy Griffin Herbert and Smoke Harris that's right Smoke Harris and last year, you know, these offensive numbers for the Louisiana Tech team that won 10 games, what, you know, they, they're a Conference USA team. They're not going to be, you know, a top 15 offensive team. But, you know, they're scoring per game last year. They were tied 35th in the country. 
they're passing, you know, 32nd, and their total offense, 35th. Southern Miss, not so much. Not so much. So what I'm looking at here, I'm looking at dynamic passing and playmaking because the receiving core that the two teams have are seasoned veterans. You've got Jack Abraham playing for Southern Miss who can sling the ball. If the running game doesn't get going, it probably won't because those two guys on the line, like I said. And just because the lack of returning starters on defense is a thing doesn't mean that Louisiana Tech's not going to be able to, you know, do what they need to do. They've got seniors littered throughout this defense now, guys that have been learning the system and seeing things. And um, so, you know, they are getting that rolling. This is their first game. But I gave out the spring practices number and the teams that have more spring practices covering the spread at a higher clip in week one and la da 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 da. These teams need not zero, zero spring practices, which you saw come into effect with Southern Miss losing to South Alabama. South Alabama, I believe, had five or six spring practices before COVID happened. Zero practices for these two teams. They're even in that regard, but I just like the Louisiana Tech offense a little bit better. I know they lost some guys on defense, but with that being said, that gives me an opportunity to take the um, to take the uh, over here. I like the over in play. And then Louisiana Tech is getting 14 points. How do you ignore that? Or I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong thing. Don't listen to me. They're getting five and a half. Uh, I locked them in at five. I was looking at a logo that looked very similar to Louisiana Tech's. It opened at three and a half. They're getting five and a half. Over under at 58 and a half. It opened at 54 and a half. I think 64 points will be scored in this game. So I'm locking in the over. I like Louisiana Tech uh, plus five. And just to continue my string of humble brags here, guys, um, so far for NCAA football this year, I'm hitting 61 and a half percent plus 11 units. So take that with what you will. Had a really good week one. I'm hoping to keep it rolling here. Moving on to another game I want to highlight. And, you know, again, I love these small schools. I do. I do. But, you know, someone's got to talk about them. These guys go out there and they play. And they need to be talked about also. One thing I'm liking right now in this next one that we're going to talk about. The Navy midshipmen are eight-point dogs against the Tulane Green Wave. Over-under is 48-and-a-half. No true opinion on the side or the total at the moment. But what I will say is Navy has looked. I mean, you, you, you thought that losing... Malcolm Perry, who established the FBS record for rushing yards by a quarterback with 2017 yards last year, who was the centerpiece of this offense, would be, you know, tumultuous. Like, he wouldn't be replaced easily. But the coach that they have, Ken Nehemiah 
Ooh, hold on. I got it. Nu Madalahu. <laughs> He's a good coach. That's all I'm trying to get at. He's a good coach. And this team won 11 games last year. They're returning six offensive starters, six defensive starters. They've got guys like C.J. Williams in the backfield who just, you know, destroys people on the ground. That kid, he just goes out there and just trucks people. The guys that they have returning Navy on defense are very important pieces. Because if you look at these defensive numbers for Navy last year, granted, last year was last year, this year is this year. But their total defense last year was 16th in the country. Rushing defense, 10th. Tulane likes to run the ball. That's what they're going to try to do. They're not going to have a lot of uh, luck with that, though, in my opinion. Their offensive line, you know, they only returned one starter from their offensive line, or I'm sorry, two starters from their offensive line last year. But the center and the right side of the line is going to be the weak point. And the left side of the line for Navy, if my eyeballs, you know, didn't lie to me last week, which I don't think they did, looked really, really, really good. Um, Tulane's only returning four offensive starters, seven on defense, but. Here's the thing. Navy is going to cover, and I believe the under is going to hit. Tulane's going to run the ball or try. Navy's going to run the ball and succeed. So we are going to have a whole lot of clock sucking. That's right. You heard me. I said it. Clock sucking. These two teams are clock suckers. All right, I'll stop. I know that was that was a little much, but I thought it was funny. Um, so to move on from this, Navy plus eight, it's gone down to seven. So get that full touchdown, in my opinion. Over under forty eight and a half. Give me the under. It opened at forty nine and a half. It's already come down by two or by one. I grew up in Oklahoma. Math was not our strong suit. You're probably saying, well, Devin, I don't want to take sports betting advice from a guy who sucks at math. And I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you guys. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to gamble with Navy. I mean, the, these service academy teams are just, they're, they're tough. They're strong. Um, so the one thing that gives me the most pause is that Tulane got four spring practices in, Navy got none. But the spring practice concerns are usually based around conditioning and strength and health and all that good stuff. I don't think Navy is going to be out-conditioned and outworked because of four spring practices. These guys are in the Naval Academy, you know? So that's what I'm looking at. I just really like... Navy in this spot. I can't believe they were getting eight points. Um, the Green Wave quarterback, Keon Howard, you know, he, he could be a difference maker, so watch out for him. But I think Navy has such a decent, you know, disciplined defense 
you know, on the ground. And they're going to just force Keon Howard, who's young. I'm sorry, he's a senior, but he hasn't started. Um, He's not started before. So I think they're going to make it a one-dimensional game for Tulane. And um, their passing offense from last year was 89th in the country. Navy's pass defense, 38th in the country. So, and like I said, they're returning six defensive starters who were a part of that unit last year with those pretty decent defensive metrics. So, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for hanging out with me for so long. I know I got a little long-winded about some things, you know, some things that probably don't interest a lot of people, but I love these mid-majors. I love certain value spots in baseball. You've got to look at everything. you got to look at everything at least once, so that way you know what to stay away from, you know what to have conviction in, and you know what to find value in. Again, HoopBallers, this is a hoop-ball.com presentation. Daily articles with NBA blurbs and fantasy news. Best bets, layup line. It's going to be a short offseason. You're going to need some fantasy basketball help. Before you know it, we're going to have basketball back again, and it's going to be great. Draft coverage. Don't forget the draft coverage. Hoopball has pages on Twitter for, you know, a plethora of teams, just about every team in the NBA. We got Heat. We got Mavericks. We got the Hawks. We got the Lakers, the Clippers. That, and that's a fun one to listen to right now. Brandon Marcus, oh man, he just go listen to the Hoopball Clips podcast. Listen to BD Marcus at BD Marcus on Twitter. We have some just phenomenal, phenomenal contributors. The Hoopball Kings, they tracked the Kings GM um, search, um, you know, like a hawk. So getting it down, get, getting down to it, guys. We love what we do here. We hope that we make some money for you. We want to grow with you. We appreciate everything that you do. Please, 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 please go ahead and if you have an Apple product or access, if you have to steal someone's phone momentarily, just be like, hey, I need that iPhone. I got to leave a five-star review for today in sports betting. They'll understand. They will. I've done it twice. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's like equivalence of ghostwriting. But anyways. Leave that five-star review. Maybe shout us out, you know, uh, with a bet that we helped you win maybe in the reviews. I think that would be cool. And then we'll shout you out on the show. Get at us on Twitter, at D-A-L-E-007 for myself, at Ira Silver Magic, um, and at Hoopball Gaming. I mean, that, that, that's about it, guys. That's, that's how this goes. We love what we do. We want to hear from you. And you guys just, you know, please, please, please have a great and a safe day. Enjoy this podcast. Enjoy Thursday night football. And um, cheers.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.